Hey, and welcome back to Game Talk. I'm your host, Damon Mion. Today, I'm joined by Connor. Hey, guys. And Mike. Hello. Before we get started today, I think it's worth mentioning, it has been quite a while since our last episode. I think at least a month, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, a lot of things have been happening in the gaming industry in that month. Uh, Sony had a small state of play with some pretty relevant news and uh, much bigger. Microsoft had their big games showcase for the summer. And we're going to be talking about that. But uh, before we do, just a couple notes. So we recorded two episodes that have not been released yet. And I think the way this is going to work is that this episode you're hearing right now will come out first. And then in the coming weeks, as my schedule permits, I'll additionally release the two episodes that are kind of just percolating right now. So hopefully we'll get those out to you soon. But without out of the way, uh, guys, I think we should start off by talking about the xbox showcase uh what yeah i thought it was a pretty good show um starfield yeah you know starfield got shown uh it looks like no man's sky except maybe slightly more interesting i do like the system we'll talk a lot about starfield uh, obviously that was probably the biggest showcase game they had yeah but i do want to note i'm very i think let me just put this out there phil spencer is is the man right like this man has single-handedly turned Xbox around. And I read an interview saying, like, how last year's show- showcase, he was super disappointed in it because of all the CGI trailers. Like, this guy really gets gets yeah. games, I, I think. Remember, I, think you, I remember you complaining about all the CGI trailers last year, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, like, I'd much rather see gameplay, and that's exactly what we got. Yeah, there was, like, one sh- in particular showcase. that really killed me last year. It was the, uh, the Fable showcase that was, like... It was just yeah. It was just like a concept trailer or something. Yeah, it was just like they were making fun of a cinematic trailers. And I was oh, like, oh, while being a cinematic trailer. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, all right. Yeah, like yeah, it's, it's not. It would have been funny twenty five years ago, maybe. <laughs> like, but no. Credit to Phil Spencer. He was like, yeah, I didn't like what we I saw last year. I want us to put actual gameplay in the showcase. And if that means limiting your show to games that come out within a year, by all means do it. Like this is what we want to see. Especially when you can when you have this much stuff to show too. So, yeah. So, without further ado, I think we should just get started. The first thing they showed off was Redfall, which which is eh I missed yeah. this, but I remember being excited for this game. So they showed announced. a CGI trailer last year, right? We actually saw gameplay uh this time around. And I don't know, like, this is an arcane game, right, Mike? Like, yeah. yeah. But, but like, the tone, it's just something not really it appealing to me. It didn't I don't know, feel like, like an the, arcane Exactly. Yeah. It just I'm sure felt like a Left 4 Dead clone, or it looked like one. Yeah, that, th- those are the kind of vibes I got. I, I'm sure the gameplay will be there, but I wasn't left terribly impressed with Redfall, personally. Yeah. So, why are vampires so big right now? Because zombies know, are like dead. Vampires, vampires have always been big, right? Yeah, like, they have. not this big. I mean, like just in the past few months, we've had like Vampire: The Masquerade got a new game recently, or it's coming. Uh, Vampire Survivor. That Vampire indie game. Survivor V Rising, Redfall. Uh, I, I think there's another big budget vampire game coming soon. It just feels like they're really, really big right now. And I don't get why. Yeah, I mean, I'm I, not. I'm not opposed to it. I've enjoyed a lot of it, but Resident Evil Eight Vampire Lady. That's why. That's viral. why. 
That's yeah. why vampires are big. That's big, big vampire mommy came out. That's why. Yeah. 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 I didn't know she was a vampire. I didn't play that game. No, big time vampire. Yeah, kind of a but uh, yeah, I don't know. Do you guys have anything else to say about Redfall? I mean, uh, it looks okay. Like it's uh, not. I'm, that's what's yeah. so hard about all of these is I will probably play like even the games that I'm not real excited about on this list. They're all coming to Game Pass, so I'm playing yeah, them. Yeah, almost. Like, I I will say almost everything shown. I think like 95 percent of the games shown had like the coming day one to uh, Xbox Game Pass like addendum at the end of their trailers, which is very impressive. Yeah, I can't think of um, one that didn't have it. I remember noting a couple, but like they were really small games. Like yeah. all the big ones are obviously going to be there. But this next game is a game I'm sure we're all excited for: Hollow Knight Silk Song. When this showed up, I was just like, finally, right? Like, we've been waiting for this forever. Yeah, honestly, I wasn't even excited when I saw the trailer. The, it was more like a feeling of relief. And then... I, I, while watching the trailer, I was like, are they going to, sh like, shadow drop this? Like, that would be yeah, absolutely wild. Yeah, I kind of expected that too, yeah. Like, but then, like, the trailer ended and there was no date, yeah, which is just, just mind-boggling to me. Yeah, I felt like, why did they even do it? Because, like, I am no more excited for it now than I was before the trailer. It is... I think what's going on with Silk Song is that like the scope has just blown up like exponentially. Like they intended the game well when they set out to be a lot smaller than it ended I mean, up being. It was being. originally a DLC for Hornet. It was originally a DLC, right? And now it's like a full blown game like on the same scope as Hollow Knight, which as we know is like a massive, massive game. So yeah, yeah, I just can't help but feel like I was I couldn't believe there was no data at the end of that trailer. Like granted, like. Yes, it's probably coming out within a year, but still, like... It's definitely... If it, I mean, it, it is as close to confirmed as possible. Like, yeah. it is equally confirmed as to if they had a date that it will be out in the next year. They said... They specified specifically for Silk Song everything in this uh, showcase is coming out within the next year. Yeah. Yeah. So... All right, yeah. Next, Just, see, uh, you next, see you next June. Yes, yeah, see mad. you in 2023. Yeah. Probably summer 2023. That's my guess. See you next June. That concludes game okay. talk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> the next one, okay, this was kind of interesting. A Justin Roiland game, which basically just looks like a Rick and Morty FPS called yeah. High on Life. I, I'm Mick, there, there have been a few games that Justin Roiland's done that, like, Wait. It's funny. I, I enjoy he like, accounting as like accounting. He uses accounting the same Morty voice in every show, in every game, and also, for some reason, I'm, I just find it funny. Like it's. I think that's why he's doing do nothing. For it's me. pretty silly. Like, yeah, I mean the games themselves overall are pretty mediocre, but like this one's fine. Like for for like an early VR game. Yeah, I mean, like, but this one actually seems like it might have some substance to it. Right? Like, there, it's not just, like, a brief VR experience like a lot of his previous ventures. Yeah, the trailer didn't do anything to make me think that it doesn't have substance, but it also didn't really do anything to make me think that it does. Like, the gimmick is that all your guns talk to you. Like, that's the that's the game. Like I, That's the joke. I, I guess uh -huh. th that's how, like, Roitland can, like, insert his humor into the game. Yeah. But, like... Yeah, it, it, I do find it interesting. He he does seem pretty set on like game making as well as yeah, obviously his animated yeah. show work. So it's it's nice to see him sort of like he's also as a developer. I've, I've heard rumors that he's bringing a lot of like the old school kind of funny people from the internet like, into that game. Oh boy. Okay, yeah. yeah. So like we'll see, the we'll smiling see, yeah, friends. We'll see people. how that plays. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't know. I thought it looked interesting enough, right? Like, it's it's something I'll keep an eye on, I think. Yeah. But, okay, so this next announcement, I'm sure, is quite spicy, controversial, exciting for some, what have you. This actually made me, it made my blood pressure go up. I, so, I thought about turning off the showcase. So Microsoft announced that, uh, a, basically a partnership with Riot, right? And... And for League of Legends, Valorant, and That's let's see what else. such a good deal. Legends of Runeterra, you unlock all champions, which I can't overstate how massive that is, right? Like, that is like a, how, mu- how much of a dollar value would you put on that, Mike? Like, because champions, there's a hundred, champions are what, like 10 bucks to unlock? Some of them. Some of them are some, cheaper. Yeah, there's right. about 140-some champions in League of Legends. Yeah, so let's just, even if we put it at, like, a $1,000 value, that's, like, like, what? Like, especially for, like, obviously hardcore League of Legends fans, like, probably already have all the champions unlocked. But I know there are a lot of people, like, on the periphery that are, like, casually interested in League, but don't want to grind, grind out champions and stuff like that. This is, like, their ticket. To really getting into league, yeah, there's 332 champions that have a ten dollar price. Just to put yeah, that in perspective, and that's just League of Legends, right? We're also talking Valorant, Team Fight Tactics, Legends of Runeterra. So, like, yeah, you get that's such a good deal if you want to get into League of Legends. Uh, so I was quite surprised by this. Like, I know you know, regardless of how we feel about Riot, they are absolute force in the gaming industry. Like, they have millions and millions of diehard fans. And there are a lot of people who only play League, right? Like, that is their entire, like, vertical in the gaming world, right? Don't and look the fact at me like that, that. X- Xbox <laughs> is aligning themselves with Riot like this, I, I think, think, is beneficial to both companies. Word for them. Oh, well, I'm not yeah, a person? I, I hate League of Legends. League of Legends I hate, is great. I mean? hate its entire audience. I hate everything about it. Oh, dang. It's, it's, I feel dude, so you can't offended. deny how massive it is, though. It you is know, like, it's absolutely it's, a force. Yeah, it like is a force that makes me not want to talk to people that like it. Dang. Well, y- you enjoyed Arcane, right? And that was based off League. Arcane of was actually really good. Yeah, Arcane but, was like, stellar. Yeah, League of Legends has actually like made me not talk to people that I, were like. So my I best feel like that's okay. What, 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 there's there, there's, <laughs> there's a like story here. There's a story here. Like. Angst so in you. League of Legends. I mean, I bet there are people who have the same opinion about World of Warcraft. I bet that because it's it's a game that people play and it consumes their entire lives. Okay, I they see don't talk about from. anything else. That's called Genshin just, Impact. They, I don't know what you're talking about. Like it's it's and they just yeah. Like I've I've lost people in my life to this game. I've lost people in my life to Genshin Impact. So I mean. My cousin, basically all he plays is League of Legends, and he did calculated the hours. I think he's put, like, more than one year of his life into, into League, like, actual time. Yeah, I feel like I've done that, at least. Which is just, I uh, I just have no words for that. But yeah, uh, like, he's he's really good. He's, like, in, what, like, I think he's Diamond 5 right now? It's just not a, it's not a healthy habit. I, w- I would rather somebody... Um, Use chewing tobacco, then play League of Legends. That's all right. Uh, all right, I think you might just here. I think you might just be unhinged. I I I, I recognize your strong opinions, though. Uh, yeah, I I want to take back. I don't hate everyone that plays League of Legends. That was a that was a very strong take. Very I do hate take. League of Legends, though. Yeah. I cannot stand that game, <laughs> and it does raise my blood pressure to even think about it. That still well, baffles yeah. me. 
I think that Xbox Game Pass is a worse deal for having all of this in it. <laughs> oh my God. Well, ob- objectively, that's not true, but like, I get where you're coming from. Yeah. It's like it's like if you're going to the store and you like you scan your Kroger card and it automatically drops a pack of cigarettes in your uh. <laughs> <laughs> I, bag, hey, like, I mean, hey, League of I mean, Legends I, might be my crack addiction, but I'd rather be playing League of Legends than, you know, going out and doing crack. I could just stay home and play League of Legends. Same same feeling. I, I feel like crack would feel better. No, no, League I mean, feels great. If you're if I started playing ranked and apparently is, ranked is, is the less toxicity toxic. still is that's, the toxicity the still as, as bad as it is? It's better in ranked. I have had less toxicity in ranked than I have in the four fun game modes. Interesting. Okay. That's so That's bizarre. The, the thing about League is most of the people I know that play it don't even like it. But they won't <laughs> stop playing it. I've I've really picked up on liking it the second I started playing rank because it's less tilting. Everyone actually puts effort into the game when they're playing when there's right things yeah. on the line. But okay, yeah, I don't I don't want us to go too off on a tangent here for League. League of Legends Riot partnership with Game Pass. It is a big deal, regardless of how you feel about League or not. Next, we got a showcase of a Plague Tale Requiem, which is, you know, fine. You know, like... Which, uh, I I do want to comment, a lot of these games have things like exclusive to Xbox, console exclusive, what have you. A lot of these games that were shown, a couple days later, got announced for, like, PC, PlayStation, and some even Switch. I think all of these are coming to PC. Yeah, Yeah, all of them are coming to PC. All of them are coming to PC, but, like, most of them got announced for PlayStation as well, which I did some digging. Apparently, Microsoft has, like, some marketing deal where, like, two days after they show up on the showcase, they're allowed to say, like, hey, we're also coming to X, Y, and Z platforms, which is a bit silly, but I get I get, I get it. I right? think they the, want the biggest brand. announcement... They want the branding associated with them. One of the biggest announcements that shocked me and angered a lot of people, actually two, Kojima going to Xbox. I was going in order, but... Okay. <laughs> I, I wanted to pilot those before we start rambling for three okay. hours. So, yeah, let's talk about Kojima. So, like... It's he's building a cloud game using Azure, which is I he he says he has this concept for a game that he could not he's, do until now because the technology wasn't there. I don't know how this is gonna play. I he's almost feel like it's he's just saying stuff. Yeah, he's just I, throwing I, I garble out. It's Kojima. He uh, what I will say now it is it is interesting that no one has nabbed Kojima. He is working with both. Uh, he's working with Microsoft on this exclusive game. I believe it actually has a title, too, uh, but that wasn't revealed on the showcase. It got leaked or something. Uh, but I believe it's a horror game? It's the Kojima way. Uh, appear on screen, announce a game, refuse then, to like, elaborate, for years. leave. Yeah. I mean, what on earth is his cloud horror game? <laughs> I don't it's know. Kojima, <laughs> who knows? He's just, it could, be, it could be Death like, Stranding 3. I'm just saying I've heard the, like, this game can only be done with the power of the cloud thing, like... That's gonna be I've Death Stranding, see, right? Like, I mean, well, no, he's working, on, he's working on Death Stranding 2 for PlayStation. I hate that That's that the exists. game he's doing, he's doing for PlayStation. Yeah, so it actually exists, which blows my mind. I thought Death Stranding was gonna be a one-off thing, so... Yeah, it would make more sense as a one-off thing, but I don't really feel strongly one way or another about it's it. It's Hideo Kojima, he's a madman. But yeah, like, I don't know, if anyone could do it, I guess it's Kojima, because he's crazy enough to, like, think of these things that no one else really thinks of, but, like... I don't know that I agree with that, but... Uh, he he is a pioneer. Like, he does on. weird stuff. He's never done anything technologically interesting before. Like, 
Metal Gear, reading your memory card, Psycho that's Mantis. That's not like that's pretty cool. That's not like it's cool, first but it's game not to like ever utilize a new huge, technology. Huge, huge. Cool. He yeah. just he just That's takes just like neat... existing concepts and like kind of turns it on his head. I was like comparing a party trick to like working at a circus. Like they're the same thing. I don't know. Metal Gear, but... the Metal Gear Solid games were pretty revolutionary. Like they're, one, no, I'm not two, arguing that they're yeah. not revolutionary. They're very cool. They were not technologically impressive. I beg to like when Metal Gear Solid Two came out. That was the most graphically advanced game in history. Like, nothing even came close at that point in time. What year was that? 2001. It was a PS1 game, right? No, no, no Me- Metal Gear Solid 2 was a PS2 game. No, it beat Metroid Prime, so you're right. It might have been the most graphically impressive game at the time. But anyways, PS2. okay. <laughs> yeah, but... So this, this, this cloud... I'm trying to look at the name, but I can't find it now, but... Yeah, I don't know, like... I don't... Un- I have yet to see... I, let me just put it this way. I'm not sold on the cloud the way everyone else is, at least in terms of for gaming, right? Like, I, cloud gaming is nice, right? But, like, there's always a noticeable, for me, amount of input lag, even with, like, disgustingly fast internet. Yeah. And I don't, personally can't envision, like, how cloud, using Azure or something can produce a better game than just, like, a de- traditionally developed game. But... I guess he's gonna try. I mean, like, other than like using it to host multiplayer servers or something, but like, that's not—I don't know—that's yeah. not worth announcing because people have been doing that forever with AWS. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, it. I. I think it's just a bit of a buzzword, and now he's kind of obsessed with it, and he's gonna make something of it one way or another. And because he's Kojima, you know, like Microsoft's gonna throw their full support behind him. Oh so yeah, because whatever you ma- like, people whatever he wants yeah. to make will get made, whether it we want it or not. Good, and people will buy it. I think it will be f- at least fine. But yeah, well, that's the thing though. Like, I don't think kojima at least in my books has produced a dud yet Me neither. Right? like everything he's so. made is at least interesting so yeah i agree with that so yeah i've never like fallen in love with any of it but it's all like fine at the very least mm. fine to pretty good but yeah like just the having him on the xbox showcase was a powerful statement right like yeah. saying that you know we are working with kojima and like if we are working more closely with Japan, we can get into that stuff too. But like uh, yeah. the announcement of like partnership with Atlas, bringing Persona three, four, and oh five. Oh my god, that's nuts! Game yes. nuts. Not just Persona five, Persona five Royal too. Royal, so like, yeah. I've not played that yet, so I will probably abandon my current Persona five playthrough that I never finished. It's probably worth it, yeah, to to play Royal. Royal. It's just a lot of Persona, you know. Like I mean, it'll be these nice three games alone. Is like what at least three hundred hours of gameplay oh, for, yeah. across these three games on you know? the light so like, side, probably. Yeah, it's like, the extended versions of all of them. Yes. So, yeah. And Persona, if you've never played Persona before, you're in for a treat. Like I, Persona, there, there's something very special about Persona, and now it's being introduced to a whole new audience, which is really cool. Um, yeah, okay. I think Persona Four was the only one on PC so far. Yeah, Persona 4 Golden. Yes, Persona 4 Golden came out to Steam somewhat recently, actually. Yeah, before I, And before that, it was only list. on Vita, actually. I just never got it. Uh, it was on my wish list, but I never got around to buying it. Now I'm kind of glad, because I'll just play it on Game Pass. Alrighty, so this next game, uh, I think along with 
Redfall is going to be Xbox exclusive. I think it's important to highlight the exclusives. This, this next game is probably their biggest exclusive aside from um, Starfield, obviously, and that's Forza Motorsport. I don't have much to say about this because I don't care about car games at all. Yeah, I went and made dinner while this trailer was <laughs> Right. Yeah. Actually, I was like kind of looking, you know, I was kind of counting down the seconds. I was like, all right, they're spending way too much time on this. Actually, like, did I, this I don't include care. the Forza horizon 5 stuff no that's later okay so yeah this is a new game forza motorsport coming in 2023 um and i don't know like there is one thing i want to say um they said something like they used like a number they said their their physics simulation was like yeah times more and i was i was like yeah i heard i heard that and i called bs on that i was just like what what are you even what is your metric for that like you're just throwing numbers at people yeah, well, I mean, it did look good. It looked it, the game's beautiful, but like, I hate marketing departments sometimes. Yeah, I know it's it's it was cringy for sure. But yeah, Forza Motorsport, and I know a lot of people prefer I think the motorsport games over the Horizon games because it, I guess they're a more traditional racing experience or something yeah. to that effect. So I'm sure those fans are happy that this is coming sooner rather than later. Um, they did have a quick announcement for Flight Simulator, getting oh, <laughs> like yeah, Halo vehicles so and stuff. Yeah, that, oh, and that's planes out now, and copters it? and stuff. Oh, uh, but it's getting no, no, yeah. no, in November. Oh, was the um? But they announced it like the Halo, the Pelican, the Pelican's available now. Yeah, the Halo ship is available now. Yeah, yeah that's the one I was excited for. That looks sick. That's kind of goofy, but it's sure. extremely goofy. <laughs> um. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's like Microsoft cross-pollinating their IP within yeah, games, I'm, which, I'm sure, here for yeah, it. go for it. Uh, then we got Overwatch 2, which I guess I, I'll just, like, take my hands off and let you guys rag on it, because I'm Announced sure. as a free-to-play game, because That's that was so the only dumb. way they could get anyone to play it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, as someone who's very, you know, like, has only played Overwatch 2 very casually, like, once when it first came out. This basically just, or Overwatch 1, rather. Like, yeah. this looked like Overwatch 1 to me. Like, I oh, could I couldn't tell if it was a DLC discern or Overwatch 2 at first. Any difference. It was, yeah. It just Apparently, there are like six Overwatch. players instead of five on each team. No, it's down to five. They, it was six oh, originally. down to five. Yeah, they got rid of four. a tank. So, every, every one of the pro teams that Blizzard has spent obscene amounts of money to keep the scene alive had to cut a player. Oh, my oh, God. Man. Yeah, it was yeah. awful. And, but no, this game just looked... I will say, I do have one nice thing to say about Overwatch, which is that it's game feel, like, the sound effects and stuff that it plays. Yeah, I remember when, it being quite good like the when I played it. Like, the and everything. Other than that, it's, it, I was bored in less than an hour of playing it, and I never touched it again. I played it like, very heavily. And, I don't know, like, people are mad about this, right? Like, people are not satisfied with what they've shown of Overwatch 2, and, like... It seems to be a mess just from an outsider's perspective, but I truthfully don't know too much on the matter. It's Blizzard. When was the last time they made a good game? It's been a while. Yeah, point. I I I have never been on Blizzard's team, really, but I know that that even people who really like Blizzard are not happy with them in the past like decade. Yeah. Diablo what is Diablo Diablo three, Diablo Immortal just came out. People are not fond of that. People aren't having a good time with that one. Diablo 4, I saw a trailer for. Was that in this? Well, that was at the showcase, yeah. yeah and people fine. are excited for that, yeah. Somewhat. But, um, I bet I bet they'll turn, you know, 
the the public opinion will turn when the game comes out i bet i i'm well, not convinced blizzard is capable yeah i don't know like i know people really really like diablo like they that's do. a huge huge game so and what's interesting i guess Immortal. we can just talk about diablo since we're talking about it but they announced uh, what like a new playable class which yeah, i guess the is necromancer a big deal. i think but they also like what's interesting is this this is a blizzard game right uh it is also coming to playstation 4 and 5 yeah. which i did not expect i guess well, this is one of the a long time the buyout also hasn't true taken but place yet i mean i mean starfield's been in development for a long time and it is it's an exclusive you well but microsoft I, hasn't officially bought out blizzard yet that's true right but like i don't know like Star i would Field's think also kind of a bigger get than diablo like diablo has its fans that are like very hardcore honestly man i i feel like they're pretty comparable like diablo is huge man yeah, but that's why I'm saying Starfield is going to do... It's not going to do Skyrim numbers, but it's going to do Elder Scrolls It's going to do a lot, yeah. All right, moving on. Yeah, so they, they announced uh, a new strategy game, which I thought was kind of interesting. Kind of looked like Civ, but a little more fantastical. It was called Ara History Untold, but I think this this is still very early on. Like, this, they didn't really show gameplay from what I remember. So, like, I don't know if there's much to discuss about this, but I do remember being interested uh, just by virtue of the fact that it was a, a new strategy game, a first-party strategy game, which is cool. I'm always interested when a strategy game comes to uh, Game Pass because one of the reasons I don't get real into Civ is because the best way to play Civ is, like, with all the DLC, and that's exhausting to me. Like, I, I get it, I, you know, some people are really into it, but the idea of, like, buying my game... And, like, I only have, like, a fifth of the game now. Kind of exhausting. I, I just don't bother with it. But if it's on Game Pass, I assume I'll get all or most of the DLC if that happens with it. Right, yeah. Or maybe they'll just give me a finished game. That would also be cool. <laughs> also, you know, play Civ on your PC. It's, like, not meant to be played on console. Well, yeah, but these, I mean, this was a PC showcase as much as it was a console showcase. I mean, yeah, they're synonymous now with Xbox. So. Yeah. Every one of these games is coming to PC, so. Yeah. Uh, there were a couple Bethesda announcements about uh, expansions to their live games, right? So Elder Scrolls Online, High Isle, and Fallout 76 get to play I, in Pittsburgh or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I'm mad about the Fallout 76 thing for, like, a really petty reason. I was they are it, and they already abandoned it. like West Virginia or something. Yeah, I was like, yeah, you're right. That was what was wrong with Fallout 76. Yeah. West Virginia, not that it was like a bad game. You know, I mean, I, just I mean, had to get it out of. Like West Virginia is always gonna be blamed for everything. <laughs> like Feeling very people don't on. people don't like West Virginia, but no. uh, yeah, whatever. I mean, Fallout 76. I would still never ever touch that for yeah, with a ten foot pole. So working on it, honestly, I guess it's I making mean, money. It's people still play it. Here's the thing: like, I don't know. Like people, people play these MMOs. People play live service games. Like regardless of the quality, I feel like almost. Well, I don't know if that's a like, hot take, but like Elder Scrolls Online, people like that game. You know, know, Elder Scrolls Online seems fine, but like Fallout 76, really? Yeah, okay, I don't whatever. know who's playing it now. They, I mean, maybe some whales are still playing it. I don't know how its monetization is. I yeah, I have no idea. I think it's like a subscription to just play it. Is it really? Because I know it was like a. I don't game know if it's off. free to play. I think it went free to no, play. No, it's not free to play. I've never touched think. it. So. Yeah, it's like wow. I'm pretty sure you have to like pay to play it. That's nuts. Uh, okay. So Forza Horizon Five Hot Wheels update. This looks that's, awesome, and I'm gonna play it. <laughs> that's nice. I guess I, I, I was so never fun. like a Hot Wheels kid. 
So me neither. I, I was never like I'm not about the cars, but like my problem with Forza Horizon was that like the races were. I mean, it, my problem was that it was a Forza game, which is just not really appealing to me in general, I guess. But adding this, like, it gets all wacky and stuff. Like, you and I both played the Forza Horizon intro, right? And, like, had a really Oh, yeah, that's, like, all I've played from that game. Like, over and and over. And then the game got kind of dry after that. This looks like a way for them to kind of get that hype back. And I'm super here for it. Yeah, if they can somehow, like, for Forza Horizon 6, just turn the first, like, 20 minutes of Forza Horizon 5 into, like, the entire game, that'll be a bomb game. That would be nuts. (laughs) Yeah. Anyways, okay, so Arc Two announcement for Arc Two. I don't. I feel like Vin Vin Diesel says you're not a gamer if you're not excited for Arc Two. By the way, so uh, he's right. Yeah, I I, truthfully I know nothing about Arc. I just know it involves dinosaurs on a different planet or something. Are either of you excited for this? I hate Arc One. Why would I like Arc Two? Okay, (laughs) I've never tried it. If it's on Game Pass, I might Arc is like pain. A lot of these survival games just have a real yeah. grind problem. That we'll talk about that later. Is I'll talk I, about I what games I've been playing. Yeah, I don't know the solution to it necessarily. So a couple quick ones because I don't know if there's anything too much to note here. A s- scorn, which was like a kind of I like the horror body game. horror. Yeah, if it's and short, I'll for sure play it. Expect. Yeah. And f- Flintlock, which looked like a pretty, in my opinion, a generic like action adventure game. <laughs> which looks looked fine. Fun. Um, so this next one is probably pretty big. Minecraft okay, Legends. That was hype. So th- this is a Minecraft strategy game, which, yeah, I don't know like how much overlap there is between Minecraft and like other genre enjoyers, but See, sure, I don't give think it, it a matters shot. because that's not the point. Uh, in my opinion, like I the- mean, I think. The point is, like, I, I feel like Minecraft by itself will sell things. Like, yeah, I think the point is that, like, this is Baby's first strategy game. Like, and, and I'm not saying that it won't have any depth for someone like me, because I actually might try this game. I'm not that good at strategy games, so this actually kind of appeals to me. But um, I, I think the idea, if, like, if it has Minecraft building mechanics and stuff, I think that could be an interesting addition to a strategy game. But also, this is like all the Xbox has all these strategy games they're making, and they have all these kids that love Minecraft. If they can use Minecraft to kind of get those kids, you know, one foot in the door of strategy games, then they've got more kids playing their games. Yes, revitalize my favorite yeah, genre. Is my take. Yes. Yeah, I think it's a cool thing. I'm glad they're doing it. I, I, I definitely think they're capitalizing on minecraft as an ip to make different kinds of games which is kind of neat I do think. you think they did do you think they knew that they were going to own diablo when they did uh that other minecraft game that is like diablo s minecraft diablo i don't know which game you're talking about it's the it's the like action adventure minecraft game um uh, uh realms i mean uh, well to answer your question i want to say no because like uh, it might have yeah, been minecraft like in the, something it might have been in, in the works, like the deal might have been in the works, but they don't, they surely didn't know back then. Because it does feel like it's just getting a bunch of kids into that style of game. But yeah, it's like getting it's like putting kids. On All right, track. so <laughs> once you play one Diablo game, you play. So I kind of want to. So I'm gonna like rapid fire off the next few games, and if any of them catch your fancy, we can pause and talk about them. But um, 
this is Lightyear Frontier, which looked I kind like of like that. a like a No Man's Sky kind of like resource farming kind of game. Is it? Like it didn't seem like it was going to be multiple planets. It seemed like it was more like it, was, just... it seemed like it was one planet, yeah. Yeah. But so, like the yeah. mining mechanics reminded me a lot of yeah. No Man's Sky. I I liked it though. I think it looked fun. It reminded me of a uh... There's some anthology show I watched that was like there was an episode where there were these farmers that drive that drove mechs and they had to fight off. It might have been Love, Death, and Robots. Hmm. Yeah, I but don't know. It was a good episode. I don't remember what it was in, but it looked but yeah, a lot like this. The game looked pretty. It looked neat enough. I thought for for someone uh, on Game Pass, if it especially if it has crossplay, I will play it. Gunfire Reborn, which was like a four-player co-op roguelite with like weird animal characters. Isn't I don't know if you guys remember that. Alley Connor? You would think so, but I don't remember seeing this. I know it's been in at all. early so, access for a little bit on Steam. I love roguelites. Oh, uh, but roguelite and RPG elements, you kind of lose me there. I don't like getting stronger in between my runs in a roguelite. That's hmm. so. So you don't like roguelites? I like I like Hades specifically, but in general, like I'm less likely to like your game if I get stronger in between runs. Yeah. That's a, I mean, I'm not saying those are bad games or anything. That's just a preference. Yeah. Moving along, the last case of Benedict Fox. This this was a really moody trailer. It was it, it, it seemed interesting enough to me. Like I think it's like a 2D Metroidvania. It's hard to really tell what kind of game it is, but like it it seemed interesting. I must have turned off the showcase or something. Something must have happened in my house because I don't remember like any of these. Yeah, these were like a lot of like rapid fire. Like they didn't really focus on them. They okay. were pretty quick. Um, as dusk falls, I, I got to say, like I just I rolled my eyes so hard when I saw this trailer. I was just like, another one of these really. Like an art I'm sorry. Design, I'm sorry. Right? And I have a bad yeah. history with liking. I, art let me let me be. Okay, so let me let me be perfectly clear here. I I really enjoy like Life is Strange and like those kinds of games, but like I don't know. This trailer just felt like it was trying too hard and it really just kind of went over the edge for me and I was just like I, I think hate my key point was want. like yeah, really this the the art style. Where's the game here? Am I just watching a movie? Cuz it was like it was just like yeah, a bunch of actors and like the cutscenes were like all stills. Like yeah. it wasn't even animated. Like what what are you what are you trying to push on us here? Like yeah, I wasn't into okay, it. Okay, yeah. Moving on. Uh, Naraka, Blade Point. I actually don't <laughs> I don't remember this at all. Action yeah, it's Battle been out for Royale a while game? on PC. What? Okay. Maybe it's good. Pentiment. And I remember, okay, so this one had like that unique visual style. And it was an Obsidian game, right? Pretty sure. Oh, yeah. I think I will like this one. Yeah. Yeah, it, may- it kind of looked like a like an old school RPG, but with like a really unique kind of like two D art oh, style. Oh no, this is the art style I really didn't like. But I think it's gonna. I think that's how this one's gonna be. Is like you're either you're either gonna like it or you're not. It's yeah, very it, it's definitely. Yeah, it seems pretty unique, and it's Obsidian, so like it does have that going for it. Yeah. So might keep an eye I on that one. I don't think I'll enjoy it. Then we got. Yeah, I don't know. Then we got a. Full showcase release date, whatever, of Grounded, which is the full game's releasing in September. 
and it kind of showed some fun stuff it looked really fun and it surprised me when it said like 10 million players are already playing this that's a lot of people yeah i didn't think it was that big i mean i yeah i'm kind of curious how they got that number because i know a lot of people that tried it when it first came to game pass for about half an hour and then never touched it again because it was maybe maybe that's their peak number or something yeah so like no granted i'm willing to give it another shot because yeah it was really boring when i it looks fun because it was so unfinished so yeah it definitely looks fun to me at least no the buildings looked real like the the base building side of it looked cool moving on araben this was that cell shaded like game with like mechs and stuff don't really remember it too well uh, to be perfectly honest Oh, you're like a ninja and you're like fighting mechs. I don't know. Yeah, I don't... Didn't leave a strong impression. Nope. <laughs> All right, moving on. We already talked about Diablo 4. Another announcement for Sea of Thieves. Yeah. New DLC. Always good. Don't I, know I even we... like Sea of Thieves and I don't care. <laughs> like... Yeah. Don't know if we need to... Yeah. Um, <laughs> Ravenlock, which another RPG it looks like. Yeah, looks very RPG. Yeah. Didn't leave a strong impression to me, though. Cocoon, uh, creator of Limbo, which is which already like gets you points in my book, but... Yeah, um, I like... Limbo is one of those games that I like, but I also think it's highly overrated, <laughs> if that makes you, sense. Y- you would, yeah. Like, it's fine. I don't think that it's as good as everyone thinks it is. But I will probably try this. I never played how Inside. F- how do you feel about Inside? I never oh, okay. played it. Yeah, I, I think I like Inside better than Limbo. My my problem with Limbo was that it like you tried too hard. I don't know. I don't. No, it just was like a pretty good narrative side scroller. Did you has, play it when it came out? Yeah. Okay. And yeah. it had been done like not by any game that ever got popular, but I'd seen it done before, so mm-hmm. it just kind of did nothing for me. It was just it, it felt like it felt like. I don't even know that this is what the developer's intent was, but the fans felt like they were like, story in a video game? Nobody's ever tried this before. Yeah. (laughs) And, like, they did a fine job. Like, it was fine. It was good. It just... Yeah, I thought Limbo... I thought Limbo was pretty good. It didn't... It didn't rewrite, you know, didn't rewrite the book for me. I think the atmosphere in Limbo is what I like the most. It is very good, yeah. Um, Okay, so this next one I was actually pretty interested in. Wolong Fallen Dynasty. So when I first saw this, I was like, is this Neo 3? Like, this looked a lot Wait, like a Neo, Neo to me, right? Mm-hmm. This is... Yes. Oh, yeah, dude. Neo I 2 is fantastic. You haven't Neo played it? Two. I thought Neo was the only game. Yeah, Neo was. 2 is... I haven't talked about kind it of on for, show. It's kind of... Neo 2 is great. <laughs> yeah. People, people don't no, listen honestly, to me. Honestly, all the Souls-like <laughs> games are all forgettable. I don't remember half of them. I don't know, man. Like, Neo's... V- of all the Souls likes, I think Neo is the best, right? Like Neo kind of puts its own spin on things, and it's really, really good. And I think way yeah, harder I think my only than problem Souls. With Souls likes is that there's there well. are like a dime a dozen. Everyone makes a Souls like at some point in their game development career, and if you haven't yet, yeah, you but will this too. is Koei Tecmo and and Team Ninja, right? Like they're known for their really good gameplay. So I this game, Team Ninja was on that. So yeah, this game is going to be. I think very, very good if you're into that sort of like fast paced melee combat with a lot of depth. Yeah. And I totally thought this was like somehow Neo 3 when I was watching it. And I got very excited. But like this, this looks really good too. 
Um, and I don't know, like, this one, I don't know if it's coming to, to PlayStation. I, I think this might be Xbox only. We'll see. Um, we already talked about Persona. Uh, we Okay, I, I think it's time for the big one, right? I think it's time for Starfield? Yeah, so Starfield, okay, so this game, like, it looks good, right? But I can't help but notice, you know, the jank, right? Like, the frame rate was, like, atrocious. Granted, you know, it's still very far out, but, like, it's not it that being far Bethes- out, less than a year. It being Bethesda, I do not have confidence in the frame rate being, like, rock solid when the game comes out. Um, I thought, you know, like, like you said, uh, Connor, it looked a lot like No Man's Sky, right? Like a triple A No Man's Sky. Especially, like, the resource gathering stuff that it's they It's the showed. same, like, laser and it everything. exactly like No Man's Sky, and I am not, I like No Man's Sky, but in its current state, but I am not saying that as a compliment. I think Yeah, that I mean, like, I'm pretty... sure the res- resource gathering is less extensive, that it is in No Man's Sky, because first and foremost, this is going to be an RPG. This yeah. is Skyrim in space. And Todd Howard said a thousand planets, and I'll let me tell you, I'll believe it when I see it. Right? I will say, like, this is the one time that I sincerely hope that, like, he's, like, talking up, like, if there are a thousand planets and 990 of them are just barren rocks, right? that would make me personally happy. Because I get really mad when I play, um, like, No Man's Sky, for instance, and every single planet has life on it. That just, like, it's the stupidest thing in the world, because obviously a barren rock is not a very fun thing to have gameplay-wise. But it's, You're just interested in, like, the realism, I guess. It's immersion-breaking for me, personally. I don't know if anybody else, literally, I don't know if anyone else feels that way. Yeah. But me, I don't personally, know, like, it, it gets to me. The way I, I estimate this working is, right, I think Starfield will have a few major hubs, and most of these planets will be a lot of nothing, right? Like A lot of procedures generated nothing, yeah. Um, but which is fine, right? Like, well, it, it's a super fine because it's going to support mods. I bet. Oh, absolutely. But like, um, but yeah, I don't know, Mike. You're kind of the biggest Bethesda head here. How do you feel about Starfield? I I like the ship customization because that's yeah, the ship customization needed. actually looks really fun. Uh, really, like a hundred percent. Every time I play a space game, I'm like, I really wish I could make this yeah. ship look cooler. And I that sold me. I am sold. I am buying the game day one. I do and not And being care. able to do stuff on the interior <laughs> like, of your ship also was significant to me. Oh, yeah. Let me be clear. I am buying this game day one because, like, this is Bethesda's next big RPG. And that's just something you can't miss, right? I I can't. I'm not. Really. I'm I, pre-order I will play it because it's on Game Pass. They have not. I'm, I'm committing not a sin. Convinced me that I'm gonna that like if it wasn't on Game Pass, I don't know that I would buy it. But I will play it because it's I will be. like it's okay. Let me say it's Skyrim when it was revealed in like what 2010 or whatever blew my socks off. Right, this did not do that. Right, I'm like this gonna commit a sin. I'm gonna pre-order. Oh it. wow. I mean, yeah. I mean, like this is this is right up your wheelhouse. So I don't blame you. But like, yeah, yeah. It's it's. It's an open world game, and I really hope of those thousand planets, nine hundred and ninety nine of them are boring, because that's what I want. Exactly. Yeah, so what you I and want. Connor are in agreement there. But yeah, like I know they're treating this like I think they said at one point, like this this is the most anticipated RPG in history, and I was just like, all right, let's calm down here. 
But yeah. like to an extent, right? Like they're they're right in their assessment that this is going to be massive with a lot of like this casual the casual audience is going to be all over this, right? I, like if you just say Skyrim in space, that's all you need to do to sell this to people. Yeah, um, I I do want I have a funny anecdote about them saying it was the most uh. What, what was the quote about it? They, being the- they said something about the most anticipated RPG in gaming history or something yeah, like that. Yeah, I, I got a text from a friend saying like, oh my god, are they talking about... And he was being genuine. This There was no irony in this. He was like, are they about to talk about Elder Scrolls Six coming out in the next 12 months? I mean, that's going to be... It literally that is clearly was not, it, yeah. It was unfathomable to him that they were talking about Starfield. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, let's be real. Like, Elder Scrolls Six when it comes out, like, Skyrim still enters like top 10 top 20 monthly sales charts like yeah and that game came out over a decade ago so i mean yeah that game's old enough now and has been talked about for so long that i don't feel like i can even like talk about skyrim objectively anymore like it's it's just such a part of the public consciousness yeah yeah you can't not have like some sort of bias about skyrim anymore like i I, my inner my inner like hipster my my hopes for starfield are Quite high, but it is right up my yeah. wheelhouse of space games. And don't get me wrong, so, space I mean, games up my wheelhouse too, right? Like Mass Effect, love it, one of my favorites of all time. And this seems like a very in-depth space RPG, which is something I want, right? Like Mass Effect Andromeda clearly did not deliver that, right? There it, is... It, it has potential yeah. to be a lot of really cool things. They just didn't show, like... And I Like, what do, are the stats going to be? Like... I, I don't know because right there's a lot we don't know about this game but i did very much appreciate todd Howard coming out and saying yes this is a silent protagonist right so this is very yeah. much in line with like the traditional you know fallout or elder scrolls rpg experience um which i don't know like i guess some people were might be hoping for voice acting from your protagonist but the gun totally preferred being silent. gunplay looked okay i mean i'm not expecting anything I want better than gunplay. Fallout, which is not a terribly high bar. Yeah, that's that's a reasonable ask, I think. Yeah, I but need a yeah, lot. the need, the general yeah. aesthetic of this game is very cool. I think, it's fun, right? Yeah. It's it's very. Um, I think I feel like it's I very like, NASA influenced. It which remind me a little is of neat to me. It's NASA punk. What were you saying, Mike? It's what they described it as. They described it NASA, as like NASA punk, punk. That's what they said. Which have to agree. Which is a stupid term, but I get it. Yeah, that's kind of what it is. I dig and, it. And I, I don't know, like, it it looks quite good to me. I just hope that, you know, T- Todd Howard does have a history of, like, saying things that don't necessarily end up being true. Um, and I hope that the, this game, like, it does seem extremely ambitious. I hope it can run at, at least a th- stable 30 frames per second on console. <laughs> it can run? <laughs> right? Like... Actually, yeah, mean, that, that's another question. Where are you going to play this, Amid? I'm going to play this on Series X for sure. Okay, even with your uh, your fancy new PC you got kicking around that can uh, run all the mods and everything. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I don't know. I use my PC to play strategy games, and that's pretty much it. Wild. Do you what? Yeah. I just. Uh... <laughs> Me and Connor are both like shocked and a little bit appalled. I, I'm, a, I'm a console gamer first. So. Yeah, I agree with that. But uh, uh, Bethesda games are PC games first. <laughs> they are, yeah. But like, yeah. I don't know. I feel like now that they're part of Microsoft, they're the the Series X version is gonna put have some love put into it. It's gonna be good. I don't. I don't. I'm not saying that. I just like. Plus, like know. mods. Personally, to me, like mods are not something I'm terribly interested well, yeah, in. Yeah, but you're gonna have to fix the game. 
<laughs> right? Like, assuming, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, that's that's another thing with Bethesda games, right? Like, I don't know. Like, history does not, you know, if we look at history, it doesn't look good, right? Like, <laughs> more than likely, Starfield is going to be a buggy mess on launch, but maybe... Uh, that's what I love, though. I love Bucky. Messes. Okay, all but, right. From from Bethesda specifically, maybe. Yeah, like Bethesda. Yeah, Bethesda buggy messes are always a good. I don't time know, man. Like it was because it was they're not endearing. Like, it was endearing until it wasn't <laughs> right. Like I, that's how I feel about Bethesda's launches. Right. So yeah. I don't know. Like I do think that maybe them being under Microsoft now, they might be a little more accountable for like having a lot of that ironed out at launch, perhaps. But they probably have more anyway, money. I mean, like if worst comes them. to worst and the console version is unplayable, yeah, I'll play it on PC. Whatever. Like, I I definitely want to get my hands on this game and play it. Um, and it it looks good, right? It's not it's not knocking my socks off, but I'm very much anticipating more information. And as far as Xbox and Microsoft is concerned, certainly this is the game that I am waiting for from them. I don't think anything else really, none of their exclusives are really speaking to me. Like Redfall, I could, you know, don't really care about. Forza, could care less about. But this, this is definitely something I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to play extensively. Yeah. I'm definitely going to put a lot of time into it. Some people were like, it looks boring and generic. That's okay. I mean, this was, this was your first look at the game too, right? Like... This is literally like a first. This isn't like the release trailer. This game still has. Well, it doesn't have a lot of dev time left, but it still has the better part of. Yeah, six this game was supposed to come out year. this year, right? <laughs> like yeah. originally, before it got delayed. I don't know, man. Like I hope it hits ne- next. The year. planets looked interesting. I really hope it. Hit. There's just a lot of people who are like, let's get reduce the number of planets because why do we need so many I don't planets? Know. That's that's a dumb complaint. But like, let me just say, if this game gets delayed again, there will be riots. Like people will not be happy. Yeah. Uh, which yeah. honestly, I could see it happening. Like, yeah, I don't think there's any sort of guarantee that this is actually going to hit next summer or spring or whenever they said. I think they. S- said next spring actually which is not that far away so we'll see so that is the xbox showcase in a nutshell i will say i do think it's a little baffling i don't think xbox has any first party games coming out in 2022 do they bethesda games wait no they don't Red, Redfall is 2023 as well. Yeah, which is which is crazy to me, right? Like, with all their first-party studios. Obsidian. Obsidian uh, might have a game coming out this year, I think. Okay. Yeah, surely they have to have at least... Grounded. Grounded as Obsidian. At least yeah. one game. That's coming okay. out this year. Funny. Yeah. I liked a lot of these things, but none of them did I like enough to actually pay attention to the release date. I was just like, oh, that'll be nice when it gets here. Yeah, mo- I feel like most of the stuff they showed, especially the big games, were 2023, which... I guess, right? Like, if you're an Xbox fan, you've been waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting. What's what's another year going to do? So, we're, I mean, we're still reeling from COVID and stuff. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. But that is the Xbox showcase in a nutshell. Overall, I thought it was a it was a good showcase. Uh, I thought it had a lot of variety. I thought, uh, yeah, and I very much appreciated like all of the gameplay we saw. And from we a saw watchability standpoint, it flowed really well too. Yeah, like if we're if we're rating it on that, <laughs> uh, a lot of 
beloved old games coming into the fold, new games like Starfield finally being shown after people have been waiting for that for years at this point. So I don't think we've been hearing rumors about it for centuries. Yeah, for eons. So, uh, yeah, uh, I was I was pleased. Any any last thoughts on the Xbox showcase? Starfield good, Bethesda good. I will inhale that Bethesda copium until the day I die. I just need more Doom. I needed more Doom. That's all. No Doom yet. Yeah, maybe next year they'll announce it. Yeah, I mean it wasn't that long ago that uh, the second Doom DLC came out. So yeah. I'm sure they're working on Doom 3. You know, the new Doom 3. All right, so that was that. Um, so that was the, probably the biggest thing that happened in our hiatus, right? Another thing that happened was a Sony State of Play, right? It wasn't a big showcase like this one, but it did have a lot of interesting news, I think. So maybe we can just quickly go over that before we get into the games we've been playing. Um Resident Evil 4 Remake announced. Now, this one is the one people have been waiting for, right? Resident Evil 4, seen by many as a seminal game, uh, genre-defining game, right? Like, And now it's getting a remake. So I have never actually played Resident Evil 4, so I'm very much looking forward to playing this. And I have sort of formed a tradition um, of playing these Resident Evil games with my sister, so I'll probably be end up doing that. And... Uh, I actually got into Resident Evil when they started making these remakes. So my remake, these remakes are my first exposure to these games and I've enjoyed every single one of them. Um, so looking forward to that for sure. You guys have any thoughts on Resident Evil? Never played any of them. I mean, it's cool. They're fun. They're, it's they're, that little last bit of nostalgia for those people. Like the, the first few, at least the ones I played, they're like dumb campy games. Uh, that do have some elements of horror, but like they're f- they're fun games, I think. Yeah, and then pe- seven and eight are where they kind of paradigm shifted, and they're like a lot different. Yeah, people are kind of worried about Resident Evil Four being remade in the new style because yeah, it was so different from the first three. Like it yeah, was more of an yeah. action horror game. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, uh, there, there, there yeah, is where the that series started pivoting con- from survival horror to action. There is that horror. concern. It's also been remade like a dozen times now, which is really funny. Like, there's Resident there was Evil like a VR. There's Resident Evil Four. Like, it was originally a GameCube exclus- exclusive, and then it got ported. Wild, I think yeah. to literally everything under the sun. But now this is a full blown remake with like yeah. you know current gen assets, which well, is cool. Uh, the VR one was a full remake as well, which is funny because it came out like less than a year ago. Yeah, but the, I mean, this one is not going to use the same assets and stuff as the re, uh, as the VR game. I don't. Yeah, I know. I, which is why it's so funny that they're doing two full remakes and like. I mean, Resident Evil Four is one of those games, right? Like yeah. people like that. You know, like the, clearly also be like like this remake and the VR game will be completely different games. They will. Not oh yeah, be, absolutely. Yeah, because the VR one had to make a ton of changes because like you know it's so much easier to shoot a gun in VR than it was in Resident Evil Four, for instance. But yeah, Resident Evil 4 being as beloved as it is, a lot of people are concerned that it won't, you know, it'll change too much from the original, which I get, right? Like Resident Evil 3 remake, like, okay, so Resident Evil 2 remake was a great uh, adaptation of Resident Evil 2. Resident Evil 3 remake, they cut a lot of stuff. So I people are rightfully concerned about Resident Evil 4, but hopefully Capcom Capcom knows how beloved it is and they, they put the proper love into it. Capcom also, like, they've been firing all cylinders for a while now 
I, they have, yeah. They're they're sh- shockingly, uh, shockingly quality. That's the best yeah. way to put it. Like they had a every everything they put out is good. That I don't really think there was enough there for us to talk about too long. But I, yeah, I watched it. I mean, it their biggest good. hits got revealed at this state of play. I don't think they talked about uh, Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak. Uh, but they revealed Street Fighter Six. Yeah, that is a pretty so. <laughs> Uh, not as heavy a hitter as Monster Hunter in Japan, at least. But uh, okay, maybe I'll give you that. But Monster Hunter's like the Japanese Call of Duty, basically. Yeah, yeah. But so I guess less we already we better. already mentioned it. So we could talk about you know finally we got a Street Fighter Six reveal. Street Fighter Five was actually exclusive to PlayStation and PC. Street Fighter Six is coming to everything, Xbox included, which is good. Uh, and I gotta say, right, so, like, I've never really played Street Fighter, but I really dig the art style to this game, and I think I'll probably pick this one up and finally try it out. I've never been um, into Street Fighter, but... You know, fun fact, so Street Fighter, I think, 4? Yeah, Street Fighter 4 was my first T-rated game that I ever played. Nice. Was it? Um, no. Well, when did that come out? A long wasn't, time ago. Wasn't Super Smash Brothers Melee rated T? Rated T for teen, comic mischief and mild violence. Okay, wait a minute. I'll tell you why Fighter. I know that. I I had it was my first Super Smash Bros. Melee was my first rated T game. And uh, one of my friends used to play it with me all the time, and then his mom found out that he'd been playing rated T games at my house and he got in trouble. And I'll never forget. Because I thought it was really dumb. Okay, yeah, I don't know. That something's wrong in my brain then because i remember street fighter 4 being my first maybe it wasn't 4 maybe it was like a version of 3 or something but street fighter was my first t-rated game when i played it but anyway uh yeah street fighter 6 announced totally new visual style looks cool uh and i think i might check it out they announced uh resident evil village for psvr 2 yeah which is really cool which by the way psvr 2 very much shaping up to be a heavy hitter at launch, right? It's getting Resident Evil Village. They announced Walking Dead Saints and Sinners. No Man's chapter, Sky. Ch- chapter 2 for PSVR 2, which I hear is a fantastic VR game. I haven't played it. Uh, yeah, no Man's Sky it, for PSVR 2. It was PSVR like in 2. the same conversation as Half-Life Alex, so it's probably pretty yeah. good. And no Man's Sky the, is pretty good in VR as well. It And probably the biggest one, first party developed Horizon Call of the Mountain uh-huh. for PSVR 2. That'll so that's going to be... Really be that's going to be... Pretty yeah. gorgeous, yeah, uh, from what I've seen. With the PlayStation Five, to let me try it. <laughs> yeah, come to come to DC, man. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. Let me. I could buy a PlayStation Five for the amount of gas it would cost. Yeah, me. actually, yes. <laughs> um, all right. So, okay. So, yeah, there were a slew of PSVR two announcements, which is good. Very glad to see them supporting that. And I think these are all going to be like launch games for PSVR two, which is which bodes well for the system. PSVR really two is going to be like. I really I hope hate it to succeeds. say it. It's gonna be the kill. Like that's where VR is gonna live. Cause like there hasn't been a lot of VR stuff like on the PC market lately. I do hope PSVR two gives VR in general a shot in the arm. That's kind of what I'm so hoping too, happens. Because I like I want to get a Valve Index. I was like looking at them and stuff, but like for what? <laughs> like what am I? I already played yeah. Half Life Alex, so God, I hope Half Life Alex comes to PSVR. 2. I hope. I hope. Yeah, I have two hopes. I hope that Half-Life Alex comes to PSVR 2. I think that it will. I also sincerely hope that Sony continues the trend of porting to PC and gives us on PC some of these games. 
Oh, they absolutely... Okay, so let's just... That's a great segue. Like, like Resident Evil... Like, the VR stuff is what I mean specifically. No, I, like, I could see it... Like, dude, after yeah. this announcement, everything's oh, yeah. fair game. The, the they announced one. that Spider-Man is yeah. coming to PC. Spider-Man is going to sell millions and I, millions of copies on PC. I might buy this game again, just, like, if it has a mod scene Like, I cannot overstate how huge this game is going to be on PC. Like, both would... Spider-Man and Spider-Man Miles Morales are coming to PC. Oh, really? When's Miles coming? Uh, I think a little later. Okay. Because I haven't played that yet, and I will definitely get that on. That, I mean, I hate to say it, that was, like, one of the big reasons I would have ever gotten a PS5 was to play, you know, Spider-Man 2 yeah. and stuff, and that's not going to happen so, now. Yeah, Spider-Man 2, like, obviously won't come to PC day one, I think, but, like, a year later, it'll show up. I'm So, okay, so... This being announced, I think, means that, like, this is this is Sony's biggest game. This is Sony's biggest game ever, like, in terms of sales. Yeah. And they're throwing this on PC, right? They are all in on PC. And what even cemented it even more was when they announced the Last of Us Part 1 remake is coming to PC as well. All of their big IP, Uncharted, Spider-Man, Last of Us, God of War, everything is on PC now. Which crazy how how quick quickly this is developed right like speaking speaking of sony can we talk about last of us remaster that's remake? also coming to pc it's coming to pc yeah i hate the fact that they're remaking a game that's less than 10 oh i'm annoyed old. by it like i mean I think like it's pointless it's so I, I don't think it needs to be remade right? actually so but, so here's but my thought. on the on the flip side of that argument like what demon souls was also like only a decade old when they so, remade it like I don't know. My thought is that maybe it started out as just a PC port, but like they were putting enough into the PC port for The Last of Us, re like that they were like, we might as well throw this on, you know, PS5 as well since we're doing so much for it. Like so the full the full story behind it is that I think Sony Bend, or it was either Sony Bend or someone else was tasked with remaking The Last of Us, and I'm pretty sure Naughty Dog was unhappy with how it was going, so they took over development themselves. Oh yeah, Last of Us was released 2013. Demon Souls was released in 2009. Yeah, so I don't know. Like, yeah, those timelines add up mostly. Yeah, it's uh, so like I, the game was released within the last eight years. I mean, I'm not gonna buy the Last of Us remake. And then but. it was re-released again on PlayStation 4 a year later. I, you know, I liked the Last of Us when I played it on PS3 and all, but I'm not gonna buy it on PC. Yeah. I'm I I'm certainly it. going. I'm going to buy the Last of Us Part One on PS5 because. And this is the biggest biggest reason. The gameplay is now Last of Us 2 gameplay. So the gameplay is going to be a lot more fast-paced, a lot more frenetic, and a lot more just kinetic and explosive. Yeah. And I, I've said this before, Last of Us Part 2 has some of my favorite gameplay in a third-person shooter ever. So if, the fact that it's getting applied to Part 1, uh, it makes it a much more enticing game to me. If they put the guitar in, it will talk. The guitar. Gosh, yeah. <laughs> Imagine the amount of effort that I had to go into making that guitar realistic. That's crazy. I mean, complicated, probably. Uh, yeah. Well, like, I mean, it stuff, took a lot of time, you know, compared to how little it was in the game. But I would say it took, yeah, compared to how little it was in the game. But it's exactly the same as the Ocarina and Ocarina. Of time. Yeah. Like, yeah, but like, thing. I don't know, like the the visual fidelity too like you her fingers like deform when she like puts the frets down and stuff like crazy stuff like that but yeah just naughty dog things anyway okay so pc 
Sony's showing up in full force. All bets are off, I think, now. Like, every, every I think every single... Because, like, before when we talked about it, I was just like, yeah, their big games will come out, but, like, exclusives, like, I don't know, Last of Us, Spider-Man, I couldn't see showing up. All of that announced for PC, all bets are off. Everything is going to show up on PC one day. So if you're not concerned about playing games day one on PlayStation, you're in luck. Because all PS exclusives, I imagine, are going to be on PC now. Yeah. Um. Okay, so we talked about Spider-Man. Quickly, Horizon Forbidden West, they announced a, a couple updates, like a new game plus, ultra hard mode, and a redo of the performance mode, which I can report is now phenomenal. Like, the the whatever solution they used for their performance mode on PS5, it basically looks the same as fidelity mode now, and it just runs at 60 FPS, so definitely some magic going on there. I wonder if they have um, FSR in there. Because it's all because consoles are AMD. I don't. I don't think it's FSR. Because if it was, I think they would have said it. But I don't know. Um, and FSR is... 2.0 being a thing now, though, is going to affect PS5 games in a big yeah. way. I bet. And it's I w- I, it's like gorgeous. It looks j- very good. It, it very well could be like it's just as someone who you know plays PS5 games, right? Like I was playing Horizon in 30 FPS because the quality hit to performance mode was too much. I couldn't believe what I was seeing after this update. Like I, I toggled back and forth. They were the same. What well, in one was just thirty FPS, one was six. Same image quality, everything. I was, I was stunned. Yep. So whatever they did, uh, it definitely seems like magic. But the game runs at a flaw- flawless sixty with like perfect image quality now. So that's the way to play it if you're gonna play Horizon Forbidden West. If you're gonna play Horizon Forbidden yeah. West on a PlayStation, <laughs> it, on a PlayStation, yeah, like or yeah. wait a year and it'll Just come to PC and you can play it whenever you want. Yeah, I mean, I'll probably be playing it in per- the equivalent of performance mode. I use DLSS anytime I get the. Oh chance, yeah, yeah. So. It's just free performance. And this this was a kind of like a surprise kind of like star of the show to me. Stray. It was this. It had been announced before, right? It had been announced, but this is the first time we saw like I think like extended gameplay and stuff. I really like this game. Yeah, Uh, and and I'm definitely gonna play it. Yeah, is it first party? Is it coming to PC? I think it's it's play it's PlayStation first. Okay, and I think it's free for like the people who subscribe to the higher tiers of PlayStation Plus. So I'll be PS4. So maybe I'll play it there. I'll be I'll be getting this one for free, which is kind of neat. But yeah, it oh, looks yeah, super you, cute. You bought like three years of that stuff, didn't you? I bought ten years of it you because ten years. Well, okay, let me. I I, yeah, I think I, I already explained myself on the, yeah. on the podcast, but maybe the episode didn't come out yet. But like, there was this deal where they were like, "Hey, you can get the highest tier of PlayStation for sixty dollars a year, which is the same I pay for anyway for just the online connectivity and the two games a month, the basic PlayStation Plus." So it's just like I'm already paying sixty a year. I might as well just lock in here and get the benefits. Hundred dollars. <laughs> I don't know, man. You do what you got to do. You do it. Yeah, no, I don't blame <laughs> you at all. It's, it is funny though. It, it, either that or pay sixty bucks a year for ten years. It's the same thing, right? Yeah, I know. Wow. But um, interest. So, Mike, this is where they showed the Callisto Protocol. Uh, actually, they they showed it, they showed it. I think in the state of play, and they also showed it. During the main Summer Games Fest, stream. right? That's, I think yeah, we didn't it. even talk about the Summer yeah. Games. Well, it was kind of a dud. It was kind yeah, of a that dud. That, that's where they showed Call of Duty too. Well, Callisto Protocol. Callisto Protocol, good, good and routine. Certainly, it has taken uh, inspiration from Dead Space. It it's basically Dead Space, right? That's kind of what it seems like to me. 
Is that an accurate read? It was a lot of updates on games that were announced like years ago. But uh, for Callisto Protocol, what do you what do you what do you make of it, Mike? It does look like Dead Space, and I do enjoy it. I I will play it. Interestingly, it comes out I think like a month or two before the Dead Space remake, which is also happening. So space themed horror games having a bit of a renaissance here. So that's cool. Okay. Uh, Roller Drome, which is a new game by the developers of Oli Oli World, which is, I don't know, people are into this, but not really my kind of game. You kind of like do, do, it's like Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, but on roller blades, and there's, it's also like somehow a third person shooter. I don't know. Seems kind of goofy. Uh, Eternites, which is some anime nonsense, no offense, don't really know about that. He says after loving Persona. Oh, come on. Yeah, there's a difference. There's no, there isn't a difference. I don't know. It is, yeah. It's a mixed Persona. Bag. It's Persona. Come on. And Persona gets a pass for some, being the something best I, Yeah, Persona is the, is, is the shining example. Something I really appreciated seeing, uh, Tunic was announced for PlayStation 4 and 5 coming out yeah. this fall, which is, uh, I'm very much looking forward to playing Tunic. Uh, definitely very high on my future playlist. Um, yeah, Tunic is goaded. It's so good. Uh, season a, le- a letter to the future. I don't remember this at all. Don't know what this is about. Uh, maybe it sounds kind of like a. Uh, actually, I don't know. I was gonna say walking simulator, but I'm not quite sure what this is. Just scrolling through the trailer. But anyway, you think Final Fantasy 16 is gonna be uh, exclusive, or will it come to PC? Well, okay. So that was my final one, right? Like the big one, right? That they ended with was Final Fantasy 16 getting a release date next summer. Uh, it is going to be exclusive for an unspecified amount of time, probably a year at least, I think. Well, that's okay. Um, so, Sony locked that one down because I guess they know their audience, big Final Fantasy fans. Which, I don't know, man, like, I still feel like I haven't really broken into Final Fantasy. Like, really Final Fantasy 15, 15, yeah. 15 was okay. Like, I played a chunk of it and I didn't really feel compelled to continue. Oh, I, I don't know 15, but I tried to, like, break into the others after that. And I just was not into it. And which is funny because people didn't like 15 that much. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe there's like two camps here. But like 16, I don't know. From everything I've seen, it looks cool. Like it looks interesting. And I think, I don't know. It wasn't like, that I, long I, before I, the 7 remake came to PC. So it might not be that long. I think I'll wait for reviews on 16. And if everyone's saying like, you got to play it, then I'll give it a shot. But like, yeah, I'm not a big Final Fantasy guy. I've just... I don't know. Maybe I haven't played the right ones. I haven't played seven. I haven't played seven remake. That maybe that's the whole reason why I'm not like being blown away by this. But like, people were losing their minds over this. So those are the big game announcements uh, over the past. I don't even remember. So actually, just for funsies, let's uh, look up the last time we put out an episode. It's going to be, like, closer to a month and a half than a month, I think, because we had those two episodes. Okay, so it's saying two two months, (laughs) so, which is kind of crazy. Yeah, life has been kind of hectic, for me at least lately. I've been doing a lot of traveling, seeing friends all over the country. I mean, I started a new job. Mike, you started a new job as well, didn't you? Yeah, well, yeah, that's the same job, but it's a different job, so... So, I mean, but same, hopefully basically. we can we can have some semblance of continuity again now that I think uh, we're kind of all in more stable places. So that's that's good. Yeah. Do do we want to move on to what we've been playing? Uh yes. 
Boy, do I have a list. Yeah. <laughs> I'll run I'll run through the yeah, small Mike, stuff. Do you want to kick us off as like one large? Yeah. So there's two smaller things I've been playing. I haven't played a lot of them. And I don't have a lot to say about them. But I I tried to play Outward for a little bit, and it just kind of felt weird. What is what is Outward? Outward is an RPG that prides itself on being a hard survival experience. Uh. In quotes. Everything murders you very quickly, and it is very easy to die, and sometimes you'll eat an egg wrong, and it'll give you dysentery. Super uh, relatable. I kid you not. Super relatable. Um, yeah, the, literally the first thing the game throws at you is you have to pay your taxes. Oh, great. That's the first quest the game throws at you. You must make enough gold to pay I know that's why I play video games, to remind me of paying my taxes. <laughs> like, People love Animal Crossing, and it's about paying a mortgage. Like, um, it's... The combat isn't bad. It is kind of. It feels like a Souls like almost, but I just couldn't get into it. And I might play it more once the person I've been playing it with, my co op partner, actually gets back from from the grave, not the real grave, but the the metaphysical, the metaphorical grave. Gone for the right. Summer. Okay. Uh, <laughs> the the other game I've been playing, I played a little bit of, was Risk of Rain Two. Yeah, I think uh, I Ryan like- Kubik. Uh- fan of our show has been uh has given that game lots of props it's it's fun i'm bad at it and i just only play it with friends but it's not bad it isn't a roguelite right yeah in in a sense it's all like risk of rain one but 3d isn't it yeah it's it's not a roguelike in the sense that uh i wouldn't necessarily call it a roguelike okay i think they call it a roguelike yeah i think they do it doesn't feel like your traditional roguelike like, if you're playing co-op, everyone has to die to wipe a run. That's true of Spelunky, too, though. Which, yeah. Which, it works out. Um, There's also a setting to not turn off randomized loot, which is how my, me and my friends play it. So we are loot, we can choose what we get. So we end up building what we want. So uh, the way I've been playing it doesn't feel like a roguelike. Interesting, yeah. That's cool that they have so many options for it, though. Like yeah, seems I, I think that a lot of roguelikes, like uh, one of my favorites, Noita, would benefit a lot from like being able to yeah you know, to, to, to set a loot. fixed loot pool just until you can get good. Like you know, it doesn't hurt me for it doesn't hurt my experience for other people to have a better experience for themselves. Yeah, I guess I could talk about Blood Hunt a little bit too as like the third Is small like game. game. Yeah, Vampire the Masquerade Blood oh, Hunt. Oh yeah, yeah. It's just a Vampire the Masquerade Battle Royale. That's pretty much it. It's kind of unbalanced, and I don't like it that much. <laughs> Is that all you have to say? Yeah, that's about all I have to say about it. I can hear my roommate, I think, singing in the background, and I'm hoping it's not being picked it's up not, right now. I don't hear it. Yeah, he's, I can hear it. I can go next. So, I actually have not played too many video games since the last time we recorded. I guess it's just one of those phases for me where I'm doing other things. But... One game I have played quite a bit of and I do want to talk about is Switch Sports. Uh, so Switch Sports came out, uh, what, like a couple of months ago now. And I got to say, every anytime I'm in like a social gathering and video games are involved, I'm playing Switch Sports. And uh, it's a lot of fun, man. Um, like obviously like bowling is the basic go-to that everyone can play, but I've really taken a shine to like volleyball. 
And maybe that's just because of my love of like Haikyuu. But yeah, definitely enjoy playing volleyball a lot with my friends. Um, and like, I remember I was over at my friend Josh's house and we got hyper competitive. Like we were like playing on a team together and we were just like super into it and like screaming and stuff. And it was a lot of fun. But I think all the games in that in that collection are winners, right? Like I enjoyed volleyball, bowling. I think tennis is super fun, right? Like I think uh, there's just enough like strategy and like nuance involved in those games. Like no, I'm not saying each of them are like super hyper in depth or anything, but like there's just enough to where like you can really like try and get good at at the game. And uh, it's not just like it. It can serve as like just like a surface level party game and have some competitive depth to it too, which is something I really appreciate. I, uh, I'm kind of surprised I didn't get into it. I I didn't buy it because uh, I was at the beach the day it came out, and that was kind of like that. I never really thought about it again. Yeah, I don't know. Like, uh, I haven't really played online too much so i don't know like how popular the scene is but like back when i first got it like especially for games like soccer like like matches would like fill up instantly and let me tell you soccer is a lot of fun too right like it's no rocket league but it's plenty yeah. of fun that was kind of the problem i saw the the soccer was the one that jumped out at me and then i i just thought like i'm gonna play this and i'm gonna think man i have rocket league on my switch like what am i doing <laughs> I mean, it, it is it is fun. Uh, don't get me wrong. And, I thought uh, that Shambara looked fun. Um, Shambara, that's probably my least favorite of the six games that are currently out, but it, it's pretty good too. Uh, it can get hyper suspenseful, like if you draw. So like it's like best of three, right? So if you win one, or and the opponent wins one, or there are two draws or whatever, uh, there's a tiebreaker round. And in the tiebreaker round, like, the entire arena falls away. And basically, like, if you take make one mistake, you fall into the water. So yeah, it becomes, it like, in super intense. Yeah. yeah. I So I think we'd be having a totally different discussion right now if this game took place on Woohoo Island. Yeah, that is... The integration with Woohoo Island was... It gave uh, Wii Sports Resort a lot of charm. It gave it a lot of life. There's a, there's a YouTube channel called Eurothug4000 that has a really great video about it but i i just i loved woohoo island i loved it every time it came up in any nintendo game and i just don't know why they ditched it here because they put a yeah lot i don't know it. like the presentation is very kind of like utilitarian it's or like here are the here yeah. are the games like there's no fluff just play them and basically. also like the game choice was kind of wild like you got three net based sports like the... Yeah, and I know they're adding golf like this fall. I don't know if there are any follow up sports. I certainly hope there I think are, it's but just like, golf. yeah, I don't know. Like, it's a uh, light on content. It, yeah. it is a little light, but uh, the games it does have, I think, are all very good. So, what do we talk about? We talked Shambara, bowling, tennis, badminton, volleyball. I'm missing one. What am I missing? Soccer, right? Oh, uh, yeah, soccer. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. Good. I think it's a decent. And it was like forty bucks, right? Collection of games. Game. I think it was a. It was either forty or fifty. I don't remember. It was. Now. It's sixty. It's fifty or sixty in person because they give you the leg strap to play soccer. Yeah, I, I got it digitally. I didn't need the. You don't need the leg strap. I have the leg strap because I have Ring Fit. So right, yeah, but you don't need it to play soccer. No. But yeah, I, I I've had a lot of fun playing the various games. Uh, definitely an excellent excellent like social game if you if you're playing with people like IRL. 
And the online works too, right? Like it, it's not like super laggy or anything. I mean, obviously if your partner's connection sucks or something like then you're going to have problems. But like from what I've seen, the online implementation is just fine too. Matchmaking works very quickly and like there are no hitches once you're in the game. So solid game. I just wish there were more sports, right? Like that, that you can't get around that, right? Like the sports that are there, I think are pretty quality, but like definitely when you compare it to like Wii Sports Resort, it's, it's lacking in terms of quantity. Yeah. Uh, but enjoying it quite a bit and I'll kick it over to, I guess you now, Connor. Uh, I think Mike is actually about to talk about the only game that I've really played that was really that interesting, but I want to, I wasn't going to talk about it cause I have a big, game oh, you're not going to talk, talk about, B rising. You... Okay. I... Oh no, I was going to let you talk about it and just okay, chime yeah. in cause I think we both put about um, the same amount okay, of time I into it. I don't want to discuss then V rising. I put a little bit of time into it. I picked it up, played it about two hours, and I like it so far. It's a, uh, it's, it, what the way I've been describing it to people is like it's the current flavor of the month survival game, which it is really what it is. But it's pretty fun. You're a vampire in it. You gotta like collect blood. It has a bunch of like vampire mechanics, and I'm like enjoying it well enough so far. I like the building mechanics in it, where you're like building a castle. I think its adherence to vampire tropes is like. A pretty big strength i think you know it it's charming in a way that maybe like that like valheim's building didn't necessarily feel vikingy to me uh, the boats the boats certainly did but everything in v rising feels very vampiric to me and i like that that's kind of yeah. i mean i only played it i am if, if we're making this a review i don't know if i'm ever going to play it again <laughs> because i don't I don't have people to play it with. If I can get my friends yeah, into exactly. it. Yeah, exactly. That's where I'm at, too. Like, I think I'm going to get my friends into it. The resource, it has a problem with it doesn't know its identity, and it wants to be very grindy yeah, like, at base levels. So it's just Ark, but 2D. Ark or Rust, where you have to turn up the resource values to have any modicum of a fun When I'm game. playing it, like it's almost like a Diablo-y game, where I'm like going on the hunt, using my vampire powers and killing stuff. I'm having a pretty good time. When I'm like hitting a rock to get copper out of it, I'm thinking like, why, why was this here at all? What was the point? Who's having a good time doing this? So yeah, and it it kind of exposes PvP and PvP PVE elements. See, I haven't I haven't played any multiplayer, so but I don't. I have no interest in PvP. That's the other thing. It kind of gets wrong is that Valheim has that great system where you can like your character is yours and you can take it into any world with you. And I, I yeah. get that the castle building is such a huge element of this. I don't know how they would do that necessarily, but it is annoying to me that if I want to play multiplayer, I have to start a new character for that for that server. And that's just not that great to me. Yeah, that seems bad. Yeah, it's not... I don't know. It's an early access game. They could fix that. I don't think they will, though. I don't know. It's not... It's a, it's a fun game. It's 20 bucks or whatever. If you have a group of friends to play it with, I think you'll have a good time. I don't have a group of friends to play it with right now, so I don't know that I'm gonna really get into it. Yeah, I saw like NL yeah. stream it for a little bit, and I I don't think he was too enthused by it. But from what I saw, it looked it looked like another survival game, which is like a vampire coat of paint. Exactly, which it's a flavor which could be fun with him like, again, like could be fun with friends. But yeah, I don't think it's as good as Valheim, which is yeah. kind of yeah. Valheim is like the gold standard now for survival yeah. games. Like it, everything that Valheim did, survival games should yeah. do on the baseline because it just it nailed it. 
There's nothing, no pointless meters to manage. Yeah, even like the way it handled eating food was kind of brilliant. Yeah, you ate food to get more health. And variety. It wasn't managing a meter. It was, hey, you should eat this food for more stamina or you need to eat this food to have more health. Variety matter in your diet. Yeah, I think that was really cool. Yeah. And I think, well, it just felt like you weren't managing meters in uh, Valheim. So V Rising is good, Valheim is better. Um, I yeah. think I also, since I, since that was kind of short, I also, I, I don't have a ton to say. I want to shout out the Cory cause I don't think we're ever going to get another chance to talk about it. Cause I don't think that any of us are going to play it. I'm going to play the Cory for oh, sure. You're going to play it. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to wait until after you've played it. Cause I have some I, thoughts on I it. I loved, uh, I loved until dawn so much and I'm just waiting to play the Cory with some of my friends. Uh, that's going to be like an event when we all get together and play it. Okay. I'll wait and talk about it when you have played it then. Cause I've watched Northern Lion play through most of it. Yeah, it's annoying. I actually, you know, I I almost watch his stream every day now, and I had to click off because I was like, yeah, I'm gonna play the quarry. Yeah, I actually hate that I, because I actually really like the game, but I hate that I have spoiled it to the point that there's really no point in me playing it now. Yeah. So definitely yep. clicked off. Definitely gonna play the quarry. I'll toss it back to Mike then. Yeah. So the big game I've been playing a good bit of is Generation Zero. Hmm. What is that interesting Which, name? Um. So the game takes place in 1980s. And on a 1980s era Swedish island where the robots have taken over. And everyone's dead, missing. I don't know yet. The story is kind of unclear as to where the people are. But there's robots, and they're big, and they hurt. <laughs> like, you, the game progresses. You start on this small island off of the main island. And the robots are, are they're manageable. You can kill them. They do a little bit of damage, but if you know what you're doing, they're fine. Then you get off the island, and all of a sudden, the robots are now back to being a major threat. So what kind of game is it? It's uh, it's an open-world survival, but it's not a survival. It's more of an open-world kind of crafting game. There's not a lot of survival elements. Interesting. Yeah, it's just... You go to this point. The, the game loop boils down to go to this point, loot, interact with quest object, kill robots, repeat. That's that's the loop. But the co-op's pretty nice. I've been playing it through with my good friend Mark. It's <laughs> and a really pretty game. It's very beautiful. And it, it has some issues if you're not the host. Like, I've been hearing that people who are not hosts have been having major frame rate and lag issues. You'll get that, yeah. Not like game lag but like the game hitching which is weird weird. yeah it's super weird uh there's no dedicated servers for it but i the robot combat almost makes up for it because it has a part-based damage system kind of like horizon did i believe yep where you have to shoot certain parts and they'll pop off you won't get loot from them but they do extra damage so if you shoot like one of the little dog robots that run around if you shoot the fuel tank generally they'll die in one shot Usually. Depends on if you hit with the right kind of weapon. But there are... Every robot has weak points. You can shoot their guns off. You can shoot armor plates off. You can do a lot. It's honestly the most fun I've had fighting robots. And they all hit like trucks. (laughs) Sometimes I'll be minding my business and I'll eat a missile. I was going to say, in that sense, it does sound very similar to Horizon. Because especially in Forbidden West... I don't know what they did to the combat, but, like, everything hits like a truck. Maybe I'm just, like, under-leveled or under-equipped or something, but, like, I die in, like, a couple hits, and it's kind of frustrating. 
Yeah, the game gave me a 50 caliber sniper rifle. For a little bit, I thought I was like the top, top mark. No. <laughs> no, I wasn't. Not then we met stronger robots. It just keeps throwing more difficulty, and it's... I love it. I'm in love with the systems. I'm in love with the aesthetic, the 80s. It, it feels like a pulp 80s... One of those 80s action movies. Or not action movies, but you know the... You know the genre where it's a bunch of teens fighting against oh, something, yeah. like Red Dawn or yeah. whatever? Except it's giant robots, and you're Swedish. That does sound nice, though. <laughs> sound like a good, it, good aesthetic. Yeah, there's a stealth yeah. mechanic, too. Yeah. It has decent stealth mechanics, so there's a lot of fights where I just look at Mark, and I'm like, I don't think we can fight this. Let's just continue crawling along the ground for long periods. I, I'm in love with it. I can't recommend it enough if you can get past some of the jank. But it is still being actively developed. I think they just added a base building system, and they're working on another update for something. Nice. Yeah, I, you know me. Like, I, I generally stay away from games that are early access, but, like, when this thing finally comes out... This isn't early. It's not early access. It's full oh, release. Oh, okay. You said still in development, so I yeah. kind of assumed. Yeah, they're just... I think they're treating it like a live service. Gotcha, okay. It's not considered early access. Like, it's a fully functional game, and they're adding, like, story DLC and everything. And their DLC is relatively cheap. Like, their weapons packs are four bucks, and one of them gave me a flamethrower. Nice. <laughs> Which absolutely is busted. You got anything else? I have nothing else on Generation Zero. I think I've said my piece about it. Connor, you have anything else? Nope, I'm done. So I was going to say one more thing, but I think I'll save it for later because I'm still sort of getting my feet wet with this game. And it's one of those games that just has so much depth. It's just like, I want to be able to talk about it authoritatively. I'm just gonna, It's Crusader Kings 3. I finally bit... Oh boy! Oh boy! I finally bit the bullet and played it. And let me tell you, this game is like absolutely incredible. <laughs> but like, I want to wait a little bit before I play a little more and have more to say. I I can fill you in here because Crusader Kings three is probably one of my oh yeah you you favorite well not my favorite paradox you you've mentioned it a there. couple times on the show and like I've always intended to play it but I finally bit the bullet bought it and played it with my cousin and I was just like this game makes like civilization look like a uh, kindergarten puzzle you know like <laughs> there's, yeah, there's so much happening at once it's crazy the. The thing about Crusader Kings as well is you can't treat it like a civilization game where you just want to expand. No, you expand, can't expand as fast as possible. You can't like you want to set your dynasty up. That's yeah, the whole. Th that's thing. what I've learned. Like, okay, so I guess I guess we're talking about it. So like I, it's yeah. it's very Game of Thronesy in that it's all about your family, right? It's about like who you marry, yeah. who like you know your children, you know whether they're successful or not, like and like and down to their genetics yeah, right like certain genetics traits that you have get passed to your children be they positive or negative right and like i don't know you can set up alliances by marrying into the right family and then that sort of expands your sort of sphere of influence and like you can develop your land to increase your army and then like potentially go on conquests it's just the oh, the level of depth and like when you die like of sickness or if you're assassinated or something you're you play as your kid like you're the one that's going to inherit your title and if you don't have a kid that's game over basically your game's just done um your dynasty's dead so it's very prudent to like 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 when we, me and my cousin played like we each had like 
I don't know, like, ten wives, and we were popping out babies left and right, and, like... Oh, were you playing as one of the... I want to say, I think the only ones that do that are the Buddhist empires and the Muslim I think empires. we were one of the Muslim empires, yeah. So, yeah. like... Because I know the Christians don't do... None of the Christian sects that are currently playable. Yeah, and that's another interesting thing, right? Like, each different... There are, like, so many different sort of countries and, like places you can pick and it's not even countries right like you can pick like civilizations at like the kingdom level or you could pick it all the way down to like the duchy level where you're just like managing some like plot of land somewhere right and like i find that the most fascinating right like i we started a couple of games right and i found the most enjoyment out of being the lowest on the totem pole and then trying to work my way up all the way to the point where i was like yes i am like the emperor or the king or whatever and it is just really cool that, like, there is that stratification there where you can play at, like, almost every single one of those levels. And, like, it was it was cool because, like, I once I advanced to, like, the, uh, oh, gosh, I even forgot what it's called. But, like, not the king, but, like, the, uh, I think it was, like, the duchy level ruler, like, up from the county level ruler. Yeah, you ruler. to, like, yeah. a count. Like, um, I had, like, some people in my, like circle of like advisors and or whatever but i also served as like the financial advisor on like my king's like circle of advisors right so like there is a yeah you're a steward steward. that's that's the right term yeah so like it's 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 very cool how like there's that interconnectivity between the different sort of like uh strata of like classes in this game yeah it the character system builds around these plots yeah like, I was playing a ruler in Spain. I think I've told this story on the podcast before. I created a custom ruler who played the Adamite faith, which meant that everyone in my faith was naked. Yeah. The- <laughs> Just because I thought it'd be funny to conquer Spain with a bunch of new it people. Is, so- and the Irish yeah. kept assassinating me. Right. I, that's another thing I didn't even get into, right? Like, the dynamic storytelling, right? Like, events can just happen and, like, dynamically create stories that like define your empire right like someone could you know like you go to war with someone like this actually happened to me i went to war with someone and i took a prisoner of war decades passed and i was just like fine i'll let you out of prison or whatever in exchange for like some money and then a few years later the same guy that i imprisoned for decades uh plotted an assassination plot to assassinate me and luckily my guards caught him and stuff so like obviously that wouldn't have happened if I had just executed him or left him in prison or something. But the fact I showed mercy, he held grudges and he tried to kill me later. One interesting yeah. thing, right? Like when you play the tutorial and this is tracked within the game, every character has a relationship with every other character in the game. So they every, so we're talking like thousands, right? Like, cause we're talking about the entire, you know, half like that half of the planet with like Europe, parts of Asia, parts of Africa, etc. So all these characters in all these different kingdoms and dynasties, even like down to the lowest peasant up to the highest king or emperor has a relationship with everyone else. So like you might not directly know someone, but even based off like what faith they are or like where they live in the world, you have a uh, a character has like a surface level opinion of them. Right, and the more you interact with them, the the more your relationship develops. But it's just crazy that there's this insane map, this web of relationships, and that's sort of what the entire game is based on. How those relationships change over time. 
I don't know, man. It's it's an incredible game. I've never played anything like it. Um, and I still feel like I've only scratched the surface, right? We've haven't oh, yeah, we haven't even played like the furthest we got in one of our games was that like I on, like my first generation king died and the sun took over. Like I I have barely scratched the surface on a playthrough for this. So, uh, yeah, Crusader Kings three definitely lived up to the hype. The complexity is out of this world, but I I I'm here for it for sure. Uh, I think that's all I have to say for now, though. All right. Yeah, I think I talked about it in a previous podcast. You did at some point for sure. Yeah, the complexity of that game amazes me, and it's much more accessible than Crusader Kings Two ever that, was. That's wild to me, man. Like, but like, it, I, it is like they do tell you everything. It's just a lot of information yeah. to retain. It's like they, a crazy they have amount. Nested tooltips now, and I like the that because nest- Crusader Kings Two to do a simple thing as starting a plot, you had to open three different sub menus. Yeah, the the nested tooltips are ingenious, nuts. right? So like. Obviously, there are going to be a lot of tooltips, like, describing what different things do in this game, right? But, like, if a word is highlighted within a tooltip, you can just, like, hover over that word, and it'll open up a tooltip within that tooltip. And it's a great way of just, yeah. like, drilling down and getting the information you need. Really smart, yeah, like, UI, UX feature there. It's very well explained and much more accessible than most other Paradox Grand Strategy games. Other than, I want to say, Stellaris. Yeah, Stellaris is Stellaris another one. feels super accessible. Yeah. Gosh, these strategy games, I tell you, man, they're going to be the death of me. Like, <laughs> Oh, God. I've been playing through Hoi 4. I, I, I yeah. know. God. I don't want to talk about Hoi 4 because I already have. And there's not much to talk about World War II. But yeah, CK3 in particular, like, yeah, I could definitely see this being like another Civ for me, which is a frightening thought. Oh, God. But that is all I have. And I think that is all we have for now. So, uh, thank you all for listening. We will almost certainly return next week, right? You two? Are you? Yeah. No, I'm here. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Probably next Monday. Next Monday? No. We'll record. Okay. Yeah. Because I'm off Monday. Uh, I, I guess we can talk about this offline. But yeah, Monday or Tuesday yeah. would work for me. But yeah, thank you all for listening. Uh, you can follow us at Podcast Game Talk on Twitter. Please like, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, any other podcast services you use. Uh, thank you, Connor and Mike. Yeah, see you guys next week. See you next time. Bye.